What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Will Bryce Harper be a giant by the end of the day? There's the, the radio host that you told me when I said his name, you, you recognized uh, Chris Russell from 106 The Fan in Washington, D.C. Apparently, he's the guy that, apparently he said, I didn't know this was a thing, that there was a mystery team once upon a time that was involved and that team turned out to be the Giants. Thursday, he said on radio that Bryce Harper is going to make his decision today, as in Friday, if you're listening to this on Friday. So by the time you're listening to it, maybe he has. Maybe it's Saturday and he has. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't. But, um, I mean, the one thing I think is I keep, every time I see one of these stories, Middlecoff, I go, yeah, sure he is. But then you think, well, he's going to have to decide at some point unless he's going to take this for agency into his 40s. So sooner or later, he's going to be on somebody's team. Why not today? Why not this week? Why not? It's pretty fascinating. What do you think of just the money in baseball? And we've been talking about it for a while, and you've been hammering this home. Like, these guys are just – It's not. there's not just two Billies now. They're, they're, they run every team. It's now Billy has littered the Dodgers, the Giants. Cashman clearly is pretty heavy. And they've been aggressive, but – smartly aggressive right the, the Phillies that that what do you think of that Aaron Nola contract I mean he she, that's insane like he's kind of crazy you know clearly Scott Boris is not as you see Severino's deal these guys are signing like Bumgarner deals yeah well I mean look for Aaron Nola ultimately uh what he bought out two years of free agency so you know as I as I saw I was watching Brian Kenny's show and somebody made the point Look, you can turn out a lot of money, but when you're a, when you're still a few years away from free agency and somebody puts forty five million dollars in front of you, it's still forty five million dollars. Bumgarner's was five for thirty five. Like he's going to be a free agent here for twenty twenty. But you when know, would Bumgarner have been a free agent? Like three years ago? Uh, yeah, because he's twenty nine now. So probably and you you were con- you did his like he he was up in the big leagues by like twenty one, right? Yeah. 20 so yeah like 2018 maybe so but again like the, the no i think there's gonna there is gonna be more of this this is gonna be the move because players are gonna see i'm gonna spend all these years not getting paid then i'm gonna get to free agency and it's not gonna be just this like free-for-all where people are just make just stupidly throwing money around at me when i'm 
at the back end or past my prime. So let me get some money now. Uh, I, I, I just think there's going to be more of this. It, 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 people aren't making the same mistakes and players are mad about it. Well, tough. I mean, it sucks for them. I get it. But, but you know, the, the upside is you do get paid earlier now, a lot earlier, potentially. Yeah. But, but wouldn't Harper and Machado would technically be somewhat different just because they are really young and they're legitimate free agents. So, but, but I will say this. No one's giving out a 10-300 anymore. That's well, pretty clear, right? Th- that's pretty clear, but I will say this too. These guys are both superstars, but they're, 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 there's some red flags on both of them. Bryce, people have thought the way he plays is just not going to last physically. I don't know. We'll see. The year he had, particularly the first half last year, was, you know, scared people off a little bit. Now, I still think no one wants to pitch to him. He led the league in walks. And there are metrics that say he's not a very good outfielder. Machado said he doesn't hustle when we already knew that and had no problem with it. And I was talking to somebody, texting with somebody Friday morning who told me that uh, the Dodgers had zero interest, like none, after bringing him back, after getting to know him. So, you know, it was like the opposite when the Giants acquired Pence in a trade and then they fell in love with him. The Dodgers had no interest. Now, they've got a position backlog, too, but still, it wasn't even about that. It was they got to know the guy and did not want him back in their clubhouse. So, I will say this. Yes, part of this is cost, but I also think those things would have been overlooked in the past, probably. They're not being overlooked now. Maybe that's a part of it. I think more of it is what you're talking about, but I'm just saying, like, these are not just five-star across the board in every category, guys, just based on that stuff. I would take Bryce, though. I would, too, though tad bit overrated, but there's a huge marketing element to him. Uh, When I say overrated, I just mean, like, for the money that he's going to garner, he's not A-Rod or Griffey in his prime or Barry in his prime, you know, something like that. But there is an element of, you know, of – Things that he brings to the table that just guys don't. Because yeah. I was thinking, that I saw this on MLB Network. They got me thinking, if Mike Trout was a free agent, we probably wouldn't be sitting here today, right? He would have been signed because there would have been enormous deals on the table. Yes, and whatever deal he seeked, I think he would have gotten. Like the two huge free agents, the two really huge free agents right now are – I mean, Manny's got red flags all over him, right? Just from an effort standpoint, people liking him. Bryce is a little bit just his asking price is just so astronomical, right? So because the asking I, I, price I includes, I don't blame the teams because the asking. No, I don't either. Because the asking price includes star power, and it's like you know who doesn't give a rip about star power is you know like Billy. Like that's not. They, they, I'm just trying to win baseball games. I don't. Well, that's the thing. And back to your whole premise. None of these guys give a shit about that, right? I mean, they care if the guy is really good. Like they they look at Mike Trout star power or you know the, the, whoever Max Scherzer or whoever. I mean, a guy that's just the best of the best. I, I think a lot of people would say I don't even think he's the best of the best, and I got to pay this astronomical price. So I. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to quite – I know he said that he thinks it's going to happen. I, I, maybe it does just because I heard Jeff Passan on Rosillo's podcast, and he said the one thing that he's heard people say is that Harper's just – he loves baseball. 
So it's going to get really weird for him. And some GMs might think it comes back to earth a little bit when all these camps are going and he's just like sitting in his fucking garage hitting the tee. Right. You know, he's going to be like, Scott, can, can we get a deal here? <laughs> and But th- th- that's what's that coming in the in the next week. Right. With all these guys reporting. How long after pitchers and catchers report do everyone else usually report? usually like, a week or so? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do they? Why is it different? Quick interruption. This podcast is brought to you by Ease. E-A-Z-E. Go to Ease.com. Use the promo code HAM. Get 20 bucks off your first order. And as always, every delivery over $50 is delivered free. Um, I, Because I think... Is there a logic behind it? I mean, yeah, clearly, I, I think part of it's got to be like everyone else shows up. The, the pitcher's... You need someone to pitch to you, and if you show up, maybe it's part of like you show up on the same day as the pitcher. Like the pitchers aren't warmed up yet, you know, haven't built up a little bit of strength yet to start throwing to you. Maybe they also have more to do. I think it's just like the pitchers have more to do, and so the catcher's got to be there to catch the pitchers. Um, just because I think the arm is a little bit more of a, uh, you know, it's a little more maintenance in terms of just phys- a physical maintenance than the swing. Swing's a high maintenance thing too, but so I think you get that week just to start kind of lightly getting your arm ready. But if the hit if the hitters are there, what are they going to do? Because you're not really throwing to that level yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, that's an interesting point on them. I will say though, like I guess you know, quarterbacks in the NFL show up with the rookies. Like there's just certain things you just have to kind of acclimate a little quicker, or I mean, it takes you a little longer, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but I will say this: like, do you if you're him, do you go this far? with uh with boris only to kind of like you've gone this far you're gonna well, start that was the, that was the other thing passing was saying is a lot of people in the league because they're all these billies like the the boris thing they're so unaffected by all of this fluff and if he can't get right to owners anymore and it's kind of clear his power and his kind of really uh you know, separating factor as in this elite agent is going the other way a little bit. Now they're like, Scott, you can say all these fucking crazy numbers. He's better than Babe Ruth. Like we, we don't care. You know, you still 10 years ago, George Steinberg's like, he is better than Babe Ruth, you know, or learner with the nationals or hell, even the giants. That's, that's just not really the case. There just aren't those guys in baseball anymore because they're so numbers driven where you can't even fool them with these outlandish statements. All right, let's say this podcast is out and Bryce Harper has signed with somebody. Uh, I think the Phillies have a good opportunity, would have an opportunity to get the most out of their money just because of their ballpark. But um, I do think the Giants, I'd be fired. First of all, if the Giants did it, I'd be fired up just based on, you know, let's just start with selfish reasons, right? We get to watch him. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a great player. Are you overpaying for him? Yes, I think whoever signs him is overpaying for him. But at the end of the day, you still get him. And what I've always, what I've always said about paying a lot of, for, for, for a player is if it doesn't keep you from doing other things, then why do I as a fan care? Like, what do I care? Now, baseball teams have done a much better job. You know, it used to be the Yankees just spent everything, and now they're kind of cognizant of being under a threshold so there's not a penalty tax. But – Look, Bryce Harper doesn't put the Giants in the World Series. He probably doesn't even put them in the playoffs. He doesn't. But he's a, he is a great player, and they need great players, and he's a great player. So I'm not complaining about that one bit if he's a Giant. 
I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I got no, first off, I don't care how much they pay them. You know, it doesn't really affect me. So I'm, well. <laughs> uh, I'm completely behind just them getting him here for entertainment purposes. Yeah. And then if we talked about GM purposes, the other thing I'd say is I do think, I, like, I think Farhan knows what he's doing. So that's not to say that everything he does is going to work, but it is to say, you know, the value of GMs that can squeeze every bit of talent out of a dollar out of a dollar is that if you end up spending big money on a guy or two or three or whatever you do, you do believe that, like I do believe that Farhan is going to do what the Dodgers have tried to do, what the A's certainly have done for a long time, what everyone's trying to do, which is maximize what you get out of guys that don't cost you a lot of money. So um, I'm a believer in Farhan just based on the hire, just based on the background. And so I don't, you know, this can't be the only thing you do big picture, but it does put a, it does put a great feared hitter in your lineup. And when is that a bad thing? Well, I mean, they do have Brandon Belt, so they are in pretty, they are, in pretty, they, are <laughs> they are, they are in pretty good shape. Lefty bash brother. I, I, I just think that all these players are complaining like Verlander and a bunch of guys that they've lost touch because they've made so much money. Like, Hey guys, it's kind of like the real estate market. Where do you think this is going? That one day you're going to make $80 million. It's been proven over and over that one player in this sport, like for as much as LeBron and clutch drive me nuts, you can't really dispute that one NBA player of the highest level, like a Kevin Durant, a LeBron, a Steph, a James Harden are worth so much goddamn money. Say what Papa would say, John of the highest order. Of, of the highest or you, you could argue of a hundred million dollar salary cap. And, and I got no problem saying this when everyone's like, well, LeBron would be worth 70 million. I would agree. But then your sixth, seventh man would probably be worth like 800 grand. You know, when you, if you really wanted to dive deep into Farhan's anxiety level basketball, do you agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Because they are true replacement level players. Yeah. I, and replacement sounds like a negative, like, Sean Livingston makes 12, 14 million bucks or whatever. He's probably worth at the end of the day, like a million bucks. If Steph, which he is, and Kevin are both worth like 60, right? So it's just, I get where baseball and these guys are coming and I like it. I think it's because it was just, it was outlandish. You're you're not getting the bang for your buck. But I, 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 Someone said Kenny or one of those guys on the show. The one, the one pro. Actually, it was uh, Mike Lowell had a good point. He's like, I, I do agree. Like, if you put yourself in a GM, you know, seat, you can't really disagree with it. But he's like, then the moment Mike Trout or Bumgarner or one of those guys comes up, they should start making seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars by like year two. It, it should automatically flip. Like. You, you get to go to arbitration when you hit a certain threshold immediately. And it's like, okay, that, that makes some sense. So then you're not always paying for like what he did. You're getting paid while you're playing, kind of. Yeah. Because that would be the one thing you'd say about the NFL, right? If you are a fourth rounder and then you become Richard Sherman or whoever, you then get broken off pretty quick in your career, right? Because if like your rookie year, it's clear you're kind of good. And then by your second year, you're an all pro. By the following year, you're of that four-year contract, you're uh, you're able to negotiate, and usually guys sign extensions after their third year when they're super good. You know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. It yeah, happened to Derek Carr. It happens to a lot. It happens to every good player. Look, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And as I for people to listen to the podcast, and you you made the point earlier, so I won't go back through my whole case. But 
I think the players' gripe here is is a little like this whole thing about guys are sitting at home. It's like, yeah, well, they can sign a contract. They're just choosing not to. And teams have gotten smarter because there's a more homogenized way of thinking based on the numbers. That said, the one thing where I do think they, they do have a beef is that, and, and this is partly their own fault because they negotiate the CBA, but baseball had record earnings last year after I think record earnings the year before that. This is the fourth year in a row now that the percentage of baseball's revenue that's spent on player salaries has declined. This is the fourth year in a row it's gone down. <laughs> so I don't know how you fix that. Can you can you make a minimum can you create a minimum percentage of the revenue that must be spent on player salaries? Maybe. Does that solve the problem? I'm not sure. I won't pretend to know enough about the inner workings of the CBA, but I do think they're they're it's not just the raw numbers. They're going the percentage was four years ago, you guys spent almost 58% of your money on us. And then it went down to 56. And then now it went a little further down in 56. And now it's 54%. So it's going down. <laughs> so I do, like, that part of it I get. Like, the pot is growing. Why isn't our share growing? In fact, our share is shrinking. It's like, well, we've gotten smart, fellas. That's why we're making more money. But that's not even profits. I'm just talking about the, the gross revenues have gone up. For sure, that, that and that is a legitimate beef, right? If you're if you enter into this revenue sharing, like all these teams kind of do, it's like, well, every year it keeps going up by a strong strong percentage because the year that A Rod got his money almost twenty years ago, I heard Passant Passant that guy's got some knowledge. Passant was great. like, I sat next it was to like, Passant at the College World Series eleven years ago, and uh, he's been on a rocket ship since, John. Yeah, it was like $3.3 billion or whatever when A-Rod signed it. Now it's like 10 and it's like, well, if you just look at, quote unquote, like we always talk about in normal life, and most normal people are like, well, $60,000 is the new 100000 That's how normal people talk. Right. Or hell, $100,000. Is think the new sixty. Yeah, it, but, it's, but it's like still a lot of people, the majority of people in America don't sniff that much money. I think it gets thrown around way too easily that – that there is a, you know, from the player standpoint, it's like, well, we are at 10.3 billion. Because the one thing you'd say about the NFL, and we've joked about this before, when you look at contracts from like the early 2000s, not obviously the 90s, but just like 15 years ago, they have dramatically gone up, right? And sa- same with the NBA. And that's why I think the older players, definitely more in the NBA, are so bitter. It's like, fuck, Scottie Pippen was thinking 20 years ago, I was making $6 million. Now a guy like me is a is a makes thirty five without even blinking an eye. Yeah, I was watching uh, the pizza show on Vice Network the other day, Vice Channel. Great show. Uh, and what is the? I don't understand what Vice is. I don't know, but I've watched it a lot for the pizza show. Um, over over the last year or so, and uh, and the guy hosts like a pizzeria in Brooklyn or something, but then he also goes around, he just goes around to a bunch of other pizzerias and eats pizza basically my dream show and uh he went to there's the silicon valley company that they have like a bus and the bus has 50 ovens in it and they make the pizza on the way to you robots make the pizza and then it goes in the oven in the bus it robot made pizza that goes in the oven in the bus cooks on the way to you to cut down delivery and cook times god and um, they were going through their business, and uh, they were, they showed they have like three core target uh, uh, 
customers. And one of them, they've got like a poster, you know, and they always just remember like, are we, the guy's name, I think they call him Ling. Like, are we doing, Ling is the single, like the, the single guy. Then there's like the family, then whatever. They're like, are we doing enough for, are we doing what Ling would want us to do, right? That's how they keep, they keep, when they make decisions, they're like, are we doing what Ling would want? And Ling, they show the poster and Ling is like, you know, single young professional. And it says salary. And it says $145,000. I'm just like, what? We're talking about pizza? One of your core customers is just some dude in his mid-20s making $145,000? Like, this is not normal. This, I mean, for the people in the barrier going, really? It's not? But it's not. No, it's not. That's kind of a genius idea, though, when I just hear the, the premise of what they're attempting to I do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to buy the first chance I get. It's called, uh, not, it's not Zoom. Maybe it's Zoom, like Z-U-M. It might be Zoom yeah, or something like that. Not Blaze. Is that LeBron? It's not Blaze. No, Blaze no. didn't really take off, did it? I don't know. I what is what's the premise of Blaze Pizza? Uh, kind of Chipotle a pizza, you know? Oh, just okay. it just you know it's so Kramer's the, Kramer's idea. Yeah, I think the oven is just super hot, so it just you kind of make it personalize it. I think I, I've never been to one, and it goes through kind of uh, what was the sandwich place Quiznos, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it goes through Quiznos sneaky pretty good. Are they still going strong? Uh, I, I don't think so. I haven't seen a Quiznos. It feels like in years. Uh, Togo's is kind of imp- no, actually Togo's uses the microwave. Never mind, that's it's not the same. But they go through the oven really fast, and your pizza's ready. You know, kind of like a burrito's made right in front of you. Yeah. I think it's basically just Chipotle a pizza. That was the place where somebody pretended that LeBron was going to show up, right? And I remember this from 2018. Pretended? He said he was going to be there. Oh, he, he did? That, I he, thought somebody just the faked one that it. tweeted like, I'll be by Blaze at 8, you know? So everyone in L.A. after he signed was like, I'll see LeBron there. And he never showed. And the line was I thought up. the whole thing was like a farce. I didn't think, I didn't know it was him. I thought he, tw- if I remember correctly, I think he dabbled in it. He didn't directly say like 8 p.m. He's like coming to Blaze today in L.A. in the wherever that individual one was, and he had just signed, and that was where L.A. people were like fraud. Kobe would have showed. You it's know? a bad start. It was it, I, it was not a great start. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or Seven Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.